There, Mr. Rathbone, sir, are you right? the old man asked solicitously. Henry Rathbone tucked the blanket around his legs where he sat in the pony trap, his luggage beside him. Yes, thank you, Wiggins, he replied gratefully. The wind had a knife edge to it, even here at the railway station in Penrith. Out on the six-mile road through the snow-crusted mountains down to Ullswater, it would get far worse. It was roughly the middle of December, and exactly the middle of the century. Wiggins climbed up into the driver's seat and urged the horse forward. It must know its own way by now. It had come here most days when Judah Dreghorn was alive. But Judah was dead now, and that was Henry's miserable reason for coming back to this wild and marvellous land he loved. Even the place names woke memories of days tramping up long hills, wiry grass under his feet, sweet wind in his face, and views that stretched forever. He could see in his mind's eye the pale blue waters of Stickle Tarn, looking over towards the summit of Pavey Ark, or the snow-streaked hills of Honister Pass. How many times had he and Judah climbed Scorfell Pike to the roof of the world? and sat with their backs to the warm stone, eating bread and cheese, and drinking rough red wine as if it had been the food of gods. Then three days ago he had received a letter from Antonia, her words almost illegible on the paper, to say that Judah had died in a stupid accident. It had not even happened on the lake, or in one of the winter storms that raged down the valley with wind and snow but on the stepping-stones of the stream. He stared around him now as the pony trap left the town and headed along the winding road westwards. The raw, passionate beauty of the land suited his mood. It was steep against an unclouded sky, snow glittering so brilliantly it hurt his eyes, blazing white on the crests, shadowed in the valleys, gullied dark where the rocks and trees broke through. It was ten years since the four Dreghorn brothers had last been at home together. The family's good fortune in gaining the estate had meant they could all follow their dreams wherever they led. Benjamin had left his ministry in the church and gone to Palestine to join in the biblical archaeology there. Ephraim had followed his love of botany to South Africa. His letters were full of sketches of marvellous, unique plants, many of them so useful to man.